wants to sum up what all's been going on. Okay, so we did some things and some shit and no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I did that thing where I opened my mouth and forgot the entire English language. Oh, <laughs> this all started when y'all basically got hired on to figure out what's going on with this mysterious thing that attacked someone at the lab. You've been chasing down leads. You were given some overhead maps marking heat, radiation, and some kind of anomalies, which are all numbered, but there was no more detail than that. You were also given what looked like entry logs marking when a scientist was messing with something called Object 51. Hawk led you all on a very interesting tangential breaking into part of the lab where you were able to find a little bit of information and also that is where Darren got caught on camera somewhere where he wasn't supposed to be classic yeah that was that was fun coming up with the consequences for that boys am I right <laughs> exactly after Darren was caught on camera y'all were able to skedaddle out of there you had actually found an active part of the lab, which probably shouldn't have been active. Bart was able to get some information on guard rotations. I don't remember what that said, but I think that was the thing that happened. And then y'all snuck out, went home, and got some sleep, and then when you woke up, that's around when Darren realized somebody was after him. There were men in suits walking around asking for him. Y'all were able to track that some. Also, at some point not long after waking up, Annabelle texted Bart about, hey, can you help me unlock my powers? Also, by the way, I'm an alien. <laughs> like you do. And then there was a lot of hijinks of trying to keep Darren from getting arrested or caught by the agents. Well, Annabelle had no idea what was going on. That one ended with her teleporting to pick up Darren and then teleporting over to Hawk's hideout. And so I want to take over for what happened last session. Hawk ate some ham and beans from a can. <laughs> he shared them with Roz. Yeah. Everybody got a mall pretzel. Well, we did. We all shared a mall pretzel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, what was it? We... <laughs> we tried to go get stuff to do a ritual. Basically make Darren invisible. Like, that was going to be some big magic involved. But, you know, while we were out searching for the various things, we got some of them, but not all of them. Yeah, you tried to summon a jackalope and... I just got caught in a time zone. Yeah. I was going to try again, but then everything popped off, so... Yeah, that's when y'all found that Annabelle and Darren got separated. Annabelle got noticed by the government agents trying to track something. And they both eventually ended up being caught and taken to vehicles. And Annabelle was able to get a picture of the person's pin that said multi on it and sent it to Roz. Also, at some point, she did fully explain the she's an alien thing and how her people shut off that corner of space because there's some weird reality temporal shit going on there. They didn't want anything to do with it. Also, when Hawk and Roz went to go collect the rose... (laughs) Mm, that's right, that was some serious <laughs> hijinks there. Oh shit, that was funny. Roz accidentally that cut her so hand funny. open. Yeah. And, and you rolled a one or whatever. 
a real, real bad. <laughs> I'm sure that I still have one harm from that, so that's fun. Yeah, you accidentally sliced your hand pretty badly with a knife while trying to steal roses you didn't actually need to steal. And then y'all were able to find where Darren and Annabelle were being taken because they are being transported in separate cars. But they're traveling in a line and not long after... Bartspell found them. They went off road and started traveling away from where cameras are. Mm-hmm. It's like they noticed something and then decided to go stealth mode. Yeah, they could tell that we were tracking them magically and not, which was a little sus, but mm-hmm, that's why we chased them down to this warehouse and we were like, fuck it, let's kick the door down. Yeah. A warehouse in an area where Hawk definitely knows there was not a warehouse there until maybe a year ago. Hey, thanks. I hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like to commend y'all on how clever you were about finding a way to track the car and the fact that it worked. Because mm. that was pretty cool. We also had three or four different level ups <laughs> in the last session. Yeah, yeah. Because we were all fucking up. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> and then we like Charlie's Angels busted down the door in the warehouse. Yeah. yeah. I drew a picture. Yeah, that was cool. And it was empty. It was... Except for that lady. There is a lady dressed in a somewhat professional attire sitting at a plastic folding picnic table. And there's about like three or four folding chairs stacked up against the wall. And as Bart blew the door down and stormed in, she said, well, that was dramatic. And that's where we left off. So what are y'all going to do? Oh, I know what's going to happen. Hawk's just going to walk forward. He's going to say, hey, look, I'm about tired of all of this shit. How about you tell us what's going on? And Roz will come up menacingly behind them with the fact that she still has her big knife and her little knife out <laughs> and is four foot nine and go, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Bart, fire crackling from his hands, just goes, you know, you're not freaking out at the situation, which tells me you know even more, which frustrates me even more. So start talking. Why don't you all just sit down? And we'll see if I can catch you up on some things. And she gestures towards the chairs. Don't like how not scared she is. Hawk sits down. God damn it. Her eyes are a little wide. Like, she wasn't expecting the door to be blown down. But she she's trying to keep it professional. But also one of you has a hand that's on fire. And one of us has two knives. Yeah, that's two knives. <laughs> you never yeah. just count two knives. And one of them is just yeah. an angry old man full of beans and beer. <laughs> which, which obviously is the wild card in the scenario. Like, that could do exactly. any, that could mean anything. <laughs> yeah, y'all definitely get the feeling that she's unsettled by this, but she's trying to, like, keep it calm and professional. Roz walks over towards the table, assuming everybody else is walking over there, and she's like... Yeah. I'm fine to just stand, but she's holding her knives by her side. <laughs> I'm fine to stand. That's terrifying. She's definitely staring, glancing between the knives to the fire, to the grumpy old man, to the knives, to the fire, 
And then to the grumpy old man. And the grumpy old man walks all the way in and he like pats Roz on the back like it's okay. And then sits down directly across from the lady and says, all right, let's get started. I sit down as well and I put down the hand that's on fire and I leave like a visible sizzling handprint on the table and then I let the fire go out. There is just the smell of melted plastic, which is just not a pleasant scent. It's not. No, it's not. I just had an idea for a little shenanigan What do you think? Oh boy. Is the chance that I have a voice recorder in my bag? 95% at least. I mean, yeah, considering right? your character, that's probably likely. I bet it's a pen. I bet it's one of those pen recorders. Hell yeah. Are you taking it out like you're going to take notes? Roll me a straight 2d6, and if you get above a 2 because you're Roz, you have one. 2 is the lowest you could possibly roll, so you're saying don't roll 1s. Yeah. 8! Yeah, so you have one. It's pretty stealthy, and it's a decent one, too. Okay, so... After Hawk pats me on the back, I'm like, fine. And I close the butterfly knife and I go to put it in my bag, still holding the butcher knife with the other hand. This is really dangerous and y'all keep letting Roz do it. So I'm still holding the butcher knife in the other hand. So I go to put the butterfly knife in my bag and I see it and I want to click it on without getting caught. I don't necessarily want to take it out but you want to have it start recording? Yeah, I want it to start recording. Roll to act under pressure to see how sneakily you do that. Okay. Would you consider that this is manipulating somebody to be stealthy? You're trying to do something without being noticed. You aren't necessarily trying to distract her. Dang. Okay. I was trying to get to use my sharp instead, but I'll roll plus cool and it's fine. Seven. You hit it and it like plays, it plays like Flock of Seagulls or something. No, I didn't get, it's, it's only a mixed success. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> horribly fail. You're going to get a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. I'll let you choose which. I don't know which this would fall under, but I would say it being in the bag, I just don't get a clear recording. Mm. Okay, yes. Yeah. So, so you're able to turn it on maybe in the process you accidentally knock it into some like cloth for like you can't really get it out without being noticed so you know anything you get it's gonna be really fuzzy and possibly mostly unintelligible okay well i don't know that yet but i'll find that out later yeah yeah so everyone is sitting down at the table just very very menacingly the woman in front of you is looking like she regrets choosing to be the one to do this. I don't think I was expecting this much hostility, but I definitely am not surprised by it. That's her, me, not her. She's rather uncomfortable. She says, uh, well, I guess I'll start off with, my name is Kirsten Calderon, and I am a field agent with an organization called Multi. I believe you've likely heard of them considering you're here. Yes, continue. Let's start with, what do you know about the organization? That you took our friends. Not half as much as you. 
That too, but also that you kidnapped our friends. Kidnapping is a federal offense. It, it is? Shut up, Bart, it is. Today it is. I don't know much about laws in general. I just, I never thought about it that way. I guess it would be pretty serious because you cross state lines, then it's federal, yeah. Thanks, Bart. We do apologize about that, but it's a complicated situation. Living in this town, you probably realize there's a lot of really strange things that happen here. Things that are out of the ordinary. Sometime around the 1960s, I believe it was, I can never remember exactly when, a group of people became aware of some of these anomalies and the implications behind them. So they started monitoring it. So... As field agents, we try and keep track of some of these anomalies and make sure the more dangerous ones don't fall into the wrong hands. And things have been escalating recently. We've been trying to find one we believe was taken into the lab. And it's been causing some external problems from what we've been able to gather. And I think we might be trying to solve the same problem. She says, looking at all three of you. Okay. Out of character, how much are we getting paid to do this? I don't know if there was a set amount, but it's probably like a decent amount of money. It's from a wealthy older gentleman, so... Yeah, that rich guy is going to pay us. Like, we're we're making money. Yeah. My question is, because now my analytical brain is kicking in and like, why is this old man paying us to do this? Okay, continue. Okay, that's that sounds like a like a plan. Give back our kidnapped friends, and we'll discuss further, right? That seems pretty pretty obvious. Hawk leans forward, and he says, "I lived here all my life, and I was here when things got weird. I'm an old man now, and I've seen a bunch of shit that most people ain't seen. But what I ain't never seen." Is somebody coming in from out of town, picking up innocent civilians, and shipping them off someplace God only knows where. So, yes, we could talk more about this when you return our friends, or, and he leans forward, you could go for a ride with us, and maybe we could work out a trade. I will admit I don't know a lot about what's going on with your friends. I'm sorry about that, but they are safe. We just had people that wanted to talk to them somewhere private. They are safe, though, and we think they may also be able to help, or at least we can keep them safe, because we're not sure if anyone else at the lab saw the video. What you call safe, we call missing. We ain't gonna be satisfied till we've seen them and gang and have them with us and we take them home. So how about you make a phone call or holler real loud or whatever the hell you gotta do. We want our friends back. I think perhaps she would answer this because there's also the fact that they can't make this call. <laughs> also consider that Roz is got her big knife a little <laughs> bit higher now. Just adding to the intimidation role. After the intimidation, I would like to read a bad situation. Okay. Go for see. it. 
You're probably getting the same vibe of when you see a retail worker with a customer shouting at them over policies that they have absolutely no uh, control over. That's unfortunate. <gasps> oh no, that's good. That's good to know. Oh wow. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, you're getting the vibe that she's just like, I know this situation sucks. Okay. Hawk sees this. He's a shopkeeper. He's seen this look before. And it just deflates him terribly. Because he realizes that this person not only doesn't know what's happening next, really, or doesn't know how to get the friends, not only that, but, like, she's not even valuable to hostage. And so... Rude. All of his good and all of his evil just sort of slip out of him. And he slumps back in his chair. Does she have a name tag on? She did say her name, right? She did. Kirsten Calderon. I wrote it down. Okay, go, go, Kirsten. He sits back and he kind of slumps down. He goes, all right, look, Kirsten. Perhaps we got off on the wrong foot. You see, the people that they took were very important to us. And they ain't seen much of nothing, I don't think. But I've seen a bunch. If you could communicate that to the right people, I'd be willing to turn myself in if you let them go. She just kind of nods and... Bart, what did you get for your read-about situation? I got an eight. Less sharp. Ten. So I'm going to hold three. My questions are, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the best way out? And... What's most vulnerable to me? So, any dangers you haven't noticed, she is unarmed. Okay. She might be able to, like, use an improvised weapon, but she does not seem hostile in the slightest. She actually seems kind of more like she is fighting the urge to just scamper away because y'all are kind of scary. But you get the feeling that some of the stuff that she's trying to explain could be dangerous. She's trying to find the best way to explain something that is complex. Hmm. But the danger is not coming from her or her organization. They're trying to stop it. Okay, so we're not, like, in immediate danger here. No. I get that vibe. You probably already have been getting a vibe that there's a potentially dangerous situation. And you also get the vibe that she knows some about it, and she's trying to figure out how to explain it. And what right. she needs to explain for it to make sense. Okay. The best way out, there is still the gaping hole in the wall that used to be the door. <laughs> <laughs> I was just making sure, like, we weren't, as this conversation was happening, being surrounded by, by like, agents, you know? Yeah, no. They literally just left her behind to talk to us. I would hate to work for this organization. That's fucking rude. I know, right? And it was t- it was time for her to get off too. She'd already she opened today, and she they were they, she was not supposed to close. She was not <laughs> supposed to close. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, so it's you. It is still like really, really easy for you to get out. There's a number of ways you can incapacitate her. Okay. She's not armed. She seems vaguely freaked out by y'all. So really, we could just turn around and walk. Yes. Yeah, but let's not turn around and walk. As it all kind of tracks and I figure everything out, I nod slowly. 
and I look over to her and everybody else. I'm like, okay, so my odds are is that your organization is way out of its depth and you're going to try to hurt the Guardian and that's just going to make everything worse. The problem's coming from inside of whatever lab you guys are bankrolling and we're going to heal the Guardian to make it less of a problem, but that's not going to solve it because whatever you have in that lab is the main source of the problem. Is that what you wanted to hear? Because maybe that won't be matching the goals of your organization, but that's what we're going to do. And based on the fact that they left you here alone, you can't do anything to stop us. I don't think she works for the lab. Yeah, no, I don't work for the lab. Multi is not directly connected to labs. Okay. Okay, so you are correct on some things, but... Okay, so are you all familiar with the attempted experiments at time travel that were done in Jackson? Uh, excuse me? Yeah, that's a hard no for Mark. Y'all have a book about it. It was considered failed, but the book y'all were given by the professor was talking about the supposed oh, yeah. time travel experiments that failed. Oh, Bart didn't read. I did not get out of that 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 was time travel. I thought that was <laughs> something else. I, yep, yeah, nope, did not real. Okay, then I would say, then Russ would say yes. That is also a valid response, the excuse me? Because, Doug, they would have kept that, like, really under the table, wouldn't they? The people in Jackson? people in Jackson kept it tight, but here's the thing. Let me just explain it in character. She asked the question and there's a little bit of a silence for a little while. And Hawk says, I might know a thing or two about Jackson. Buddy of mine, oh, of course he, he died last year, but buddy of mine used to work down at the plant and uh, he transferred over from Jackson. And he told me about the time travel experiment. And Hawk is lying. So I want to like roll cool. Yes. Oh, I got it. I mean, I wasn't going to be surprised if that was legit. Well, the way I figure it is he knows some shit's going down, and, like, he knew there were weird timey-wimey things happening, but, like, he didn't know that there was a time travel experiment in Jackson. So he just kind of put together in his head the details of, like, what he already knows, and it's just kind of lying based on those things. Yeah. Also, the book you were given might have talked about the experiment, but it definitely probably read more about conspiracy theorist kind of thing. Nothing proven, but also looking at the theoretical implications of if something was tried, what could happen? But no one read the book. I rolled an eight. I guess it's not really manipulate someone, or unless you are trying to manipulate someone. I'm trying to get her to tell us more. Like, by saying that I already know she might give us more information. That's what I'm thinking. I could be wrong. I didn't switch tactics like six times since we got here. (laughs) (laughs) This person is is so nonplussed by our nonsense that we keep having to shift tactics. Yeah. I mean, she's a little freaked out, but she might have probably seen weirder. Right, it's like freaked out and like when you get a weird customer who's just talking about nonsense and you're like, yep, uh-huh. Do you, mm-hmm. Are you going to pay for that? Yep, sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Hawk, are you going to say anything else? No, I'm just going to tell her that he told me about the time experiment in Jackson. Okay. 
okay, good, so I don't have to explain all of it. There's not a lot known, but they thought it failed. They thought it failed? Yeah, because as far as anyone could tell, nothing changed. But from what I heard, there was some kind of a split. And then they picked up the experiments in Oak Ridge and things changed more. That's why there have been so many anomalies, things popping up that shouldn't be here that look like they're from somewhere else. And it's been escalating more recently because there are some things that are showing up that aren't really from anywhere. And we think someone in the lab has one of those. And we need to get that neutralized as soon as possible before it gets something's attention. And we, we absolutely do not want to hurt the protector at all. We, we've been trying to find a way to save it. We actually think... And she looks at you, Bart. We think that your abilities may be able to help. We knew there was someone with talents like yours. We've noticed spikes in energy because some of our associates from... Yeah, I'm not 100% sure where they're from. There are some things that are more need to know because it gets really complicated. But we've noticed the energy readings, and I wasn't sure until... And then she points at your hand and the handprint that is still burnt into the table. You kind of gave it away a little bit, but we think you may be able to undo what's been done to the protector, and we want to help. We've got some people who are trying to find a way to get into the lab to deal with that, but we need to take care of the protector first. Because if that protector falls, that could be just really bad and destabilize things further. Okay. So you want us to deal with the protector now, rather than later. It's not often we get times when we're going to be able to get into the lab and things have been escalating more and destabilizing and when we heard about the attack we knew we had to do something soon but we didn't know what to do and then we noticed someone else seemed to be interested and I'm gathering that was you. Out of character question, what day is it? I think it's still Saturday. Yeah, because we still have two days. Saturday? Is it still Saturday? I thought it was Sunday. We we did sleep. We had a rest. Did we? Well, because like when y'all got back from poking around the tunnels in the lab, it was like three or four o'clock in the morning. So you went to bed, and then you started doing stuff around noon. So it's probably like around dinner time ish. Oh man, it's still Saturday. God damn. Uh, Okay. (laughs) It's been a really, really long day for y'all. Yeah, part stops. It's like, we would love to deal with the protector and free them early, but for all the information we have, it only shows up when they turn on the device, whatever it is, and it's still Saturday. That is true, but it's been noticed that items from, we call it the in-between, no one's really sure what it is that they kind of can become addicting if used too much. So we've noticed the spikes seem to be happening more and more often of when we believe the item is being accessed. So there's a possibility that whoever's doing this 
might do it earlier or more often, or perhaps on a day where there aren't as many people in the lab. Okay, that changes things. Do you think they're starting it now? Today? Later today? It is a possibility. We heard that he might be coming in today, but we haven't had any confirmation. We have a contact in the lab. Not sure who they are, but they're trustworthy. And they're keeping an eye for if the scientist decides to come in early. Okay, so I I feel like we're on the same page in protecting the protector. But we can't do that unless we get our friends back. Hawk has been, like, lost a little bit because this is... Most of this is over his head because it's all magic and shit. But when, when Ross makes another extortion threat, he like gets his shit right. He's like, you know, um, and so he sits back up when she <laughs> says that we can help when they get our friends. <laughs> Let's clarify that wasn't extortion. That was real. That was that was just reality. We want to help. We want to protect the protector with or without them. But we still have to get them to release our friends because we shouldn't be going after this with just the three of us. Hawk says, "Oh, Yeah, can we ensure that we're gonna get our friends back? Oh yeah, of course, you will get your friends back. There's just, your friends will be returned to you. There's just someone higher up in the organization that wanted to talk to them. They're fine though. And by the end of the conversation, they will be returned. Sometimes the head of multi decides that people need to be read in. I'm never quite sure of his reasoning, but he's the one who read me in a while ago, and it all sounded crazy, but he knew stuff about my family that no one else did, and it was the only logical explanation. Okay, I mean, I... You give me an hour, and I'll know things about your family not many people did. Uh, (laughs) We we need a little more to go on than that, but you could have started the conversation with they'll be returned at the end of the conversation. Not with her, though, with the boss. No, I know. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Cool. Yeah, sorry. I'm not used to reading people in on things. And I felt like it would be best to... Yeah, sorry. Things have been getting complicated, and... Yeah. It's been a lot going on, and we figured it would be best if you all had a better picture of the situation. But absolutely, your friends are safe, and they will be returned to you. And if there's anything you need help with when it comes to protecting the Defender, we can absolutely help. We have some agents who can assist, help keep the area clear. We also have people keeping eyes on the lab and on places where the creature has been sighted whenever it's not being affected. It's usually by the lab parking lot, right? When it appears? Yes, it mostly sticks to the woods. It's a very natural being. We think the reason it attacked that woman is because she had been near the person or near the object that was causing the problem. So it scented that that's why it attacked. But it's also intelligent enough, even when it's being corrupted, to know that she was not the problem. Okay. That's why it left her. We've been trying to give it some space, but we're also keeping an eye on it. Though it is kind of hard to see in the sometimes. 
What do we say, gang? Roz shifts a little bit and like leans down because she's still standing. So she doesn't have to lean far because, again, four foot nine. She kind of leans down to the two of you and she's like, I mean, at the very least, they could just give us some cool shit. Please, can I ask for some cool shit? Hawk nods his head for, sh- you know, mm-hmm. No? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> okay. I want some cool alien tech. We'll get you some cool alien tech then. Sorry to interrupt. We don't actually have alien technology. Well, shit, what do you get? We do have advanced technology, but... As far as we can tell, aliens haven't made contact with this world. (laughs) I have many forums to prove you otherwise. Here, Hawk, hold this. And she hands Hawk her little butcher knife. (laughs) Little butcher knife. (laughs) She proceeds to sit down on a table. And then she looks up because she realized everybody's staring. She's like, I'm not going to pull up the forum now. I'm just, I, okay, so. And she pulls her laptop out, opens it up, and is like, okay, so. And then we break away because I need to think of all the cool shit I'm going to ask for. Okay. (laughs) So my question is, how is everyone processing this information? I mean, it's mostly frustration because Bart's like, oh, these people have been trying to do something the whole time and they need random locals to help. Yeah. How many spell slingers are there in the world? I'm imagining not a lot. Well, yeah, but, like, I I don't know. It feels like if there's some sort of, like, shady organization that knows things about people, they could find a spell slinger and have one working for them. But also then Bart gets kind of proud, like, oh, so there's... They don't have anybody else that can do their thing for them. So they're maybe not that powerful after all. That or they're like, uh, like, this could work, this could work. None of these are great solutions. Oh, hey, there's a good solution. Potentially tricky, but this is one of those better deal with it now and get it done right than get it done wrong and accidentally kill some great powerful eldritch being and just cause even more instability in an already <laughs> iffy stability place. I am positively shocked, shocked that a strange outside of the government organization that keeps track of weird anomalies is showing deference and restraint. <laughs> Shocked. I'm like, oh my god, you're, 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 you're waiting and seeing? What? <laughs> That's crazy. The universe is a big place. Especially single universes are a big, can be a big place. Okay, so Hawk has heard enough. There's these a- outsiders asking for them to do a difficult task they'd already set off to do. And it just seems like at every turn, this whole thing is more complicated and he has to incorporate new ideas and incorporate new people and all of that. And he just looks at Bart and he goes, can we do this without them? Also, Hawk, can you roll plus sharp real quick? Yeah. Uh, That'll be an eight. You've seen Kirsten around. You've never interacted with her, but you've seen her around. She's from around here. What? Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. (laughs) Okay, born and raised or moved in the last 10 years? 
Because there's a difference between a local and someone who moved here 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to think of how he would know that if it's someone they've never interacted with. Does he recognize the last name? Yeah, probably. The family may not have always been here, but as far as you can guess, she basically grew up here. Okay. Alright. Does Hawk know who her parents were? Most likely, yeah. I didn't actually name them. Like, you might have interacted with her parents some. I don't know if you were close to her family. Mm-hmm. But if, if I've taken you a second to it's like, oh, wait, I now I don't know where I remember you from. I've seen you in the Walmart or just mm-hmm. seen her around town. So Hawk's been looking at her, trying to figure it out, and suddenly it comes to him. He goes, oh, hell, you're Keith and Betsy's youngin'. Yep. How'd you end up in here? Well, like I said, one day someone my parents were friends with decided to get me right in. There's been strange stuff happening around here for a long time, and it made sense. And Hawk knows there's been strange shit going on for a long time, but this doesn't make sense for him. Like, that a townie would get pulled into this organization, and somehow he didn't know about it. Like, Hawk's got his pulse on the town. I mean, his finger on the pulse of the town. And here we go. Something just totally slipped under his notice. Is Hawk looking visibly unsettled by this? Yeah, yeah, I think at this point he's, like, tapping his fingers on the table and just kind of, like, maybe looking over his shoulder a little bit. And he says, well, there anybody else from here that's in this, uh, multi? There aren't a lot of field agents, but most of them are from around here. There's a couple who moved here a couple years ago and then were read in. I'm not sure exactly what their selection process is is so we try and keep things under the radar and mostly just keep an eye out for anomalies that could be dangerous i only joined a couple of years ago mm. for the most part i haven't had to do a lot hawk essentially asked do we need these people and there's a pause and bart looks over to kirsten and goes all right if we do help, I'm going to need some things. Can you provide those things? Sure. She pulls, like, a, one of those little, like, journalist note pads out and flips up into a page and it has a pen. What do you need? Roz looks up from her laptop real quick and goes, Do you want me to just add it to the email I'm composing? Where should I send this email? Oh, yeah. Do you have, like, a requisitions or, like, <laughs> you know, like, a, like whoever gets us stuff? Because now you're going to get us stuff. That's your new job. Sounds like my day job. Yeah, okay, but I'm pretty sure that your boss doesn't, like, bring you mall pretzels. And so, like, if you join our side, I'll bring you mall pretzels. Yeah. It's, what do you do? The Perks Mall Pretzels. Perks Mall Pretzels. They do have really good pretzels there. Oh, man, now I'm actually hungry. And she pulls out a business card and passes it to you and um, on her business card. She's a personal shopper. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's delightful. So Hawk God explains why you see her in so many different shopping places. Mm-hmm. You all probably recognize her somewhat. You may not know her parents, but you know you've seen her around. So. Or like something about her feels familiar. Perfect. Yeah, Bart just gives a list of hard-to-find apothecary stuff. 
And Bart definitely slips in some things that, like, he needs to get that aren't necessarily necessary for any ritual casting, but just, like, Bart would like to have them. (laughs) It's like, yeah, can I get, like, this rare variant of ginseng that is only grown somewhere in Portland, Oregon? Can I get that? And I just keep adding to the list. Yeah, she just nods like, some of this may be a little harder to find, but we should be able to find most of it, or at least... Oh. If we can't find some of these, would there be any possible replacement components that could work? Like substitution? Uh, substitutions I could probably handle on my end. I just want to make sure we're prepared. I can't pretend to understand the stuff that you do, but I'm assuming it can be rather precise. So she's deferring to your knowledge in this. Yeah, Bart mostly just gives a list of other herbs that could be used to replace it and nods. Meanwhile, Roz's list is insane. Yeah, it is. Is it because I'm on a website called ghoststop.com and I'm writing down cool names of ghost hunting equipment? Maybe. I don't know. Oh my gosh, I love it. Delightful. Yeah, I just apparently Google took me to this website, ghoststop.com. Hey, ghoststop.com, sponsor us. (laughs) This is sponsored by places to buy cool stuff to find ghosts. I would just be happy for any kind of sponsor because this is show number three. Roz has her crazy list and then Bart has his slightly less Belkis for all it's worth list. Yeah. Not every day secret agents decide to bankroll my spellcasting. <laughs> it's true. And I guess for all when you're done with the list, you're going to send it to her. Yeah, so she's going to need to provide her email address. She gave you her business card, which has an email on it. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. You know, because her company is going to provide us with all this cool shit. I have written down an EVP wrist detector. I don't know what these stand for, but we're going to say that it stands for tracking the protector. Yeah. A GS2 laser grid system. What? <laughs> we're getting a laser grid? Hell yeah, we are. Oh, that's amazing. I'm just going through and... Well, don't forget the things. generator to power all of this high tech in the wild. Oh, God, yes. Thank you. <laughs> generator. Okay. I also need an EMF meter, the 360 camera rig, and I need three dual full-spectrum cameras to put into the rig. And then I need a set of IR lights and a generator. I got to write generator down. Oh, and I also wrote bigger cage. Hawk, do you think that cage is going to fit the protector? Oh, I think we're going to need a bigger cage. Okay, yeah, I think we're going to need a bigger cage, too. You're going to stick an eldritch being in a cage. Well, I thought that was our original plan. You got a better idea. No, I mean, we shouldn't need... We shouldn't need a physical cage. You got one of them ghostbuster things? So we don't need the cage. That was an out-of-character question. You're welcome to ask for the cage. It's just if you want to try and stick an eldritch being in a cage. <laughs> I thought that was our original plan. I mean, we, we needed to hold it down so that I could perform a ritual to, like, clean the, the the evil, like, radiation goo off of it. Y'all are welcome to do whatever you want to do. If we're getting a cage, 
I can try to work it into the spell. No, no guarantees on whether it will be a good choice or a bad choice. Okay, well, I just need to know if I need to put it in the email, if we need a bigger cage, or maybe a net, or... I don't know, how do we think that we're gonna... How are we gonna hold it together? I was gonna lay it down a circle. Oh, okay. No, you know what? Get the cage. Get the cage. We might use it for something else. Never not need a big cage. I mean, you know what? They're paying for it, right? And then you see at the bottom of the list, not at the bottom of the list, kind of mixed into the list are some things that may not pertain to any of this at all that she's just seeing if she can slide in because it's a corporation. And if you can take advantage of corporations, do it. <laughs> Is it a corporation though? Well, they kidnapped our friends and caused me emotional distress. Yeah. So they're a corporation. And... <laughs> Earlier, the question was posed, how is everybody reacting to this? And mm -hmm. we never addressed Roz, because I think we determined a couple episodes ago that Roz is weirdly the most stable person, and none of this has affected her whatsoever. She's mm -hmm. just like, okay, so I got proof aliens were real earlier today, so vindication. Now I got this creepy organization, vindication. She's just, like, plowing through it all. like. Mm -hmm. Also mention of something causing a split so multiple realities question mark things coming from other places stuff that's coming from no one's quite sure where mm. exactly oh sweet you can earn boo bucks with every order on ghoststop.com you gotta get them <laughs> boo bucks gotta get them boo bucks there's also the boo buddy that is a teddy bear that they have put ghost equipment inside the teddy bear. What an awesome value. Exactly. Exactly. Kind of like nanny cam you made for Darren's dad. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I need a new one of those. The dad cam, if you will. Okay, so I'm going to add that to the list. New nanny cam. I need to close out this website. I'm having too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, ghost I will actually become a ghost hunter. Woo! On accident, just because this accidental so cool. ghost hunters. We do have a cast member who ghost hunts. So. Oh really? Cool. Yeah. Oh man. Who I ghost hunts? Casey. Casey does. Oh, yeah. Shit. She does all kinds of ghost hunting. Usually at the Palace Theater in Marlin, but she's also oh. done some. Apparently, the Karen Park Zoo is very haunted. That was fun to get the reactions to that, which I'm like. No, no, that place probably is. I don't know how, but it is. Moon's haunted. That's neat. So, when Rod sends off list, Kirsten will pull a photo out of her pocket, look at it, her eyebrow raises for some of the things, but then she just, like, alternates between looking perplexed as to what this has to do with anything and just nodding. She's like, well, may not be able to get all of these things, but I'll see what we can find. I would like to influence how much of this she actually gets us by letting her remember that they left her here to be attacked by us, and we didn't attack her, and boss put us in danger, so go spend her boss's money. Exactly. I like this. I like this a lot. She seems amused by that. And then I bat my eyes. Do you have any other questions? 
Not sure what I'll be able to answer, but I know this is a lot. Yeah, Doug and Hawk are both like in over their heads. <laughs> I think with all this, we have a pretty good s- setup. And if you say these people are going to activate the machine sooner than later, then I'd say that's definitely an opportunity for us to go out into the woods, see what happens. Well, if there's anything you need in the meantime, my phone number is on that card, so just call or send me a text. See what we can do. Okay. Okay. Also, do you need a ride back to wherever you came from? Pretty sure we have a car outside, unless somebody stole it while we've been in here. Yeah, we, we, we have our own vehicle. Okay. I just wanted to check. Wasn't sure how y'all got here. We just knew that there would be somebody coming. How long did they make you sit in this warehouse? Not long. She just had a purse by her feet, and she, like, pulls out a water bottle and some granola bars and a book. She's like... Oh. <laughs> what the... That's oh longer God. than you'd think, but less than you'd hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always prepared. With my day job as a personal shopper, you get used to the hurry up and wait. Plus, it's nice and quiet out here. Well, what I thought was going to be a violent altercation turned out to just be regular levels of awkward. So it was nice to meet you, I guess, Kirsten. Sorry that you work for a ambiguous group of science people that have you, like, you know, waiting in warehouses. Like I said, I usually don't have to do a lot. It's keeping an eye out, but things have started escalating, so figured I'd volunteer to do some extra help. Okay. She seems completely at ease. Well, she's at ease with her job, but less at ease with the situation at large. Okay. Because it's one of those, it's like, everyone at work is panicking slightly. Oh, because of the, yeah, I guess that tracks. Yeah. She may not fully understand the gravity of the situation, but she does like, this isn't good, and we need help, and we have help, and we'll see how this goes. If it doesn't work, we'll try something else. Good talk? (laughs) That was a pleasure meeting you all. I do apologize it wasn't under better circumstances, but maybe when everything's calmer, we can meet a somewhere more neutral. Unless I realize the setup's kind of sketchy. She says, looking around at the empty warehouse. I know you probably don't need it because you're like a secret organization, but you know, PR is a thing that exists. Some things are hard to explain and some of the things we deal with would cause the public at large to panic. Okay. I mean, just think about what we've been talking about. Yeah, I guess Hawk's eyes did get, like, twice as big when this all came up, so... Oh, that tracks. Okay. Yeah. Is he gonna be okay? Yeah, he's fine. We'll just... Hawk, how you doing? You look a little... Yeah, I think Hawk is just done. Hawk was done before he got here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we've talked about this before, but like Hawk, it, Hawk is sick and and is in a good bit of pain. And so at this point, I feel like what's probably happened is he's become distracted by the pain, and he wants to go home and take his medicine. And 
that's all that matters to him. He didn't, he didn't bring it with him. He thought he wouldn't need it. And now he's sitting here in this empty warehouse, hearing a bunch of jibber jabber that he does not know anything about, and he's hurt. And so he stands, because I reckon we're leaving. He stands, and you notice there's a little bit of a hitch in his breath when he gets up. But he turns and makes his way. Oh, and he says, um, say hey to your folks for me. Will do. Turns around and starts walking back towards the hole in the wall. And he's walking slow. The door is not in between you and the doorway. It got blown back pretty far. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, he starts walking towards the exit. Yeah. Bart gets up and does the, like, the, the two fingers to, to two eyes thing, like I'm watching you. Also, I don't think any of y'all actually introduced yourselves. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that we think that they, uh... They yeah, that they know already, right? Yeah. Well, they did have five chairs stacked against the thing, so they may not have known exactly how many people were coming. Oh, well, there we go. They don't need to know our names. Yeah, they don't need to know our names. But yeah, Bart like kind of nods and goes, pass a message on to our friends that we will meet back up. And that if we don't, that we're going to rescue them. You can do that, right? Yeah, the rescue shouldn't be necessary, but I will pass the message on. I think we get to decide when a rescue is necessary. And Bart leaves. You just hear a sigh. Uh, Roz also follows follows Bart. You, you just hear the sigh and then the rustling of a bag and the opening of a water bottle. Yeah, if I can blow a hole in a warehouse, I can blow a hole in multi and I will enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, so y'all go out and you get in your car and where are you heading? We're in the van, right? Yeah, you drove the van. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to walk to the driver's side and then pause and see Bart coming out a few steps behind him. And he's just, he's going to hand the keys to Bart without saying anything and sit in the passenger seat. I know it feels like we lost, but let's go home and I'll just keep my feelers out for any kind of magic that's popping off and get going then. Hawk just shakes his head. He never say anything. He didn't have anything to say. And yeah, I guess we head back. We get out. We we sort out our vehicles, and we all start to head back. I think it was just in the van. Y'all were just in the van. Okay. Well, in that case, I think I just leave. I leave Hawk off at the cabin to get his car and stuff, and then I drive Roz home. Are we not staying at the cabin? Oh. Yeah, because y'all have been hiding out at the cabin. Oh, right. I didn't realize. As far as y'all know, they don't know anything about it. I thought they weren't chasing us down anymore. But yeah, I guess if we're staying at the cabin, we're staying at the cabin. If y'all want to. That's that's up to you guys. Bart doesn't mind. He still needs to find a jackalope. The closer you get there, the bumpier the road gets. And you actually hear Hawk groan a couple of times. And then uh, when you get there, he goes inside. Hawk's having a lot of doubts about whether he's useful or not. And right now, he just feels like a sick old man. So when he goes in, he takes a regular dose of his pain medicine, but he does chase it with a beer. And he goes into his room and shuts the door. 
for role play purposes, Hawk is going to pass out and is going to be dead asleep. Whatever the next thing happens, Hawk's fucking asleep. Yeah, he's he's had a rough day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nonstop day. Yeah. I don't think that Roz wants to do anything specific. I mean, she's probably also. Nah, let's be real. She's not tired. <laughs> She's mostly seeing it as, like, a little quiet time because they really, I mean, they're just kind of stuck in a waiting game now. They need to get the stuff, but they also need their friends to come back. So I don't think that Roz really goes, I mean, she kind of curls up in the chair that she had been in previously and has her laptop out and is, I don't know what she's researching, but she's researching something. It's probably about six or seven o'clock. Maybe closer to eight-ish. So you got a couple hours before it gets dark. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned next week to find out what happens next on Tempest Multi. If you don't want to wait, you can get early access to our episodes over at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. We couldn't do this without your help. Season 1 of Tempest Multi was made in collaboration with Doug Holly of Good Better Quest. It is a prologue for a show that he will be doing in the future set in Oak Ridge's sister city of Jackson, South Carolina. Brianna Jean is the keeper and producer with editing help from Nikki of Beholder to No One. I'm Casey playing Annabelle Joyce and you can find me on the Aboard the Opal Star podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is David Tilstra, but today I'll be playing Darren Calloway. I am the Dungeon Master over at From Afar Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at From Afar Podcast. You can find myself at David Tilstra on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, that's about it. Hey, this is Doug. I play Hawk Bailey. You can find me on Twitter at DougGBQ or on the podcast Good Better Quest. I'm Ian. I will be playing Bartholomeo, the spellcaster, and you can find me on the Ballad of the Seven Dice Twitch channel, playing Weary in the Rise of Nyarlathotep campaign. Hi, I'm Nicola, and I'm playing Rosalind Stollard, aka Roz. You can find me on Twitter at Nicola the Druid, or on Twitch as Druidcraft Productions, where I host Tiny Hut, a weekly show focused on education, advocacy, and charity. Stay safe out there, dear friends, and always remember things are not as they seem. Initializing Waffles Maple Syrup promotion. Please enjoy. Welcome to Waffle Maple Syrup's brand new Starfinder podcast, Journeys Adrift. Grab your space popcorn and join us for the wild journeys of these five characters. Starting us off is the prospective Madeline herself, Zehavum T. Don't tell anyone, but she's on a journey for some classified Starfinder intel. What? Who told you that? I'm absolutely doing no such thing. Don't worry. This is all behind the fourth wall. It doesn't count. Next up is Dr. Lin on a journey to clear his name. And for the last time, there are four tentacles in regular pants, of which there are simply four pant holes. Uh, oh, I mean, uh, that is correct. Hello? Hmm, that's not awkward. Let's see. Next on the roster, we have Tetsu, who is on a wholesome journey to happiness. Best of luck with that, buddy. What do you mean, best of luck? That sounded sarcastic. Was that sarcastic? Don't worry about it. Let's move along to our little friend here, Moat. Moat is on a research journey for drift technology. Who knows what secrets they'll find out there. Oh, 
Oh, uh, right. You can't see me. Uh, believe me, my visor is displaying a smile. Like, I can't. Sorry, bud. This is an audio-only format. Anyways, last but not least is the lightning rock himself, Eisen. He is on a journey yeah, for- Yeah, let me cut you off right there. I've got to find a cure for the circumstances happening to my body, or else I'm going to end up in pieces in the process. Oh, well that sounds fun. But between you and me, listeners, there's a lot more journeys than these five happening behind the scenes. So join us and listen to Journeys Adrift on the Waffles Maple Syrup podcast and live stream to find out where these journeys lead.